0: I'm really excited to share with you guys here today. I um, really am just uh, been spending some time with God and really just getting his heart for the next season and getting ready for the next season. Um, and so the, the title of my sermon is Recalibrating During Reset. So I want you to say that to yourself, recalibrating during reset. So my main goal today, guys, I want to encourage you uh, to allow God to recalibrate your heart in this season as we are resetting Um, As we are reopening, as uh, things are uh, going back to normal slowly. And I don't know how it is for everyone else out there. Uh, Here in Manitoba, I think we maybe have, I don't know, even 20 active cases or something like that. Not many active cases. So we are slowly reopening our lives. And I believe the Lord is calling us to reset during this time. So, guys. Part of why I want to share this with you is my personal journey with God Uh, during quarantine. The Lord has really been speaking to my heart that the church at large has been missing the mark, um, and that I really believe that. Again, I preached about this a few weeks ago, but I believe Jesus is bringing bringing reformation to this country. Uh, He has brought revival, and now I, I believe He's bringing reformation to this country. Um, But guys, Reformation starts with us and um, we need to be reformed uh, in order for the Lord to recalibrate us. In order for the Lord to bring Reformation, it starts with us. We need to be recalibrated. So guys, um, I have a lot in my heart today, but I don't want to go on forever. So I want to pray with me now so I can properly and quickly communicate this to you guys. Um, So guys, what is the definition of calibrate? So I'm going to read you the dictionary uh, definition, which is hard to understand, and I'll give you my definition of how I interpret that, which is much easier for me and hopefully for you. So calibrate means to standardize by determining the deviation from a standard so as to ascertain the proper correction factors. So maybe for you smart people out there, that makes a lot of sense. But for me, to break it down a little more simple, to calibrate means to determine how far something has deviated from its correct standard, function, and purpose, and then to bring correction for something to function properly. So guys, well, give me a thumbs up. That was a good interpretation, guys. But what calibrating really is, is again, it's just it's finding out how far something has deviated from its proper function and then bringing alignment and correction for it to function properly. What I believe in this season is God is bringing us into a time of being calibrated with Him, calibrated in the Lord. And I believe the Lord is actually raising us up to His standard, to what He has called us to, um, and is really actually just, I believe in this season, He is pruning us. From the, th- from the works um, that are empty, the works that are not bearing fruit. And he is pruning our lives to look more like Jesus and to become a true disciple of him. So guys, I remember this story. Um, when I was younger, I remember I would go to, I, we had two cabins on one property. There were these one floor cabins and we would rent them out and then sometimes stay there. And I would go with a really good friend named Nathan when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, when we were there, uh, we were younger. We, had, we just got pellet guns, and we we snuck off into the bush one time with these pelicans to go shoot trees, to try and shoot a bird. Uh, we never ended up hitting one because we sucked at aiming. And uh, But we, we went out there. We were running around having fun, and we found this old abandoned trailer. And uh, when we found this old abandoned trailer... We began to shoot out the windows. We began to, like, kick down the door. We went in there. We were just, I don't know what we were doing that for, basically just vandalizing. Um, but we uh, began to explore this trailer. And so, as we were exploring, I, I took my Pelican, and I was trying to open the fridge, and it was really old. Um, so, I, I tried to crack it open with my, or try to prop it open and use my Pelican as a, uh, a fulcrum. Um, and when I did that, I actually ended up bending or, t- or like, knocking the scope off by an inch or two um, but I didn't notice at the time and so later when we were target practicing um, I was shooting and I began missing the target more and more and my friend was laughing at me and he's like man you really suck at this and as we looked down the the gun we realized that the scope uh, was actually off that I had knocked the scope off um, but you know I, I brought it to my uncle Terry who was a hunter that time he brought back the scope into alignment he recalibrated the scope and as he did that I began to hit the target It's a really simple story, guys, but this is what the Lord is doing in this season. I believe some of us, the scope of our lives, the scope and the way we've seen things, the way we've done things, our scope and our interpretation of what it means to be a Christian and a follower of the Lord, I believe God is recalibrating that in this season. And it's really exciting, guys, but I believe this message is not for the person who wants to stay the same, for the person that wants to remain in the exact same place. This is a message for the person. That wants to be recalibrated for God's purposes and plans. And fully give their lives for the purposes of Jesus on the earth. You know, I've been playing this new t- tuning in my guitar. And I think it's drop C or something. But it's drop C? Katrina's giving me a head nod. And and in, in this tuning in my guitar, uh, as I tune it, you, you have to tune down the guitar a little bit. And it sounds beautiful. And basically, uh, you strum the guitar, just open strings, just strum it. And it sounds beautiful. It sounds like a beautiful chord. Um, but what I realized is when I put a capo on the third fret, the fourth fret um, and what that does for people who um, you know who maybe don't know what this means it basically just makes this, the guitar sound higher and as I put the capo on the third fret the fourth fret, the fifth fret, I realized it would go out of tune because it was a new tuning and when the capo was put on another fret it would go out of tune I had to retune it and I believe this is what God is actually doing in this season guys. We have had our standard of what we have called our Christian lives, the way we follow Jesus, what that means to us, and I believe God is taking the capo of our lives, of his standard, and putting it on a certain fret, saying, this is actually my standard. And as he strums the chords of our lives, we're out of tune a little bit. We're a little bit shaky, and if any of you have heard a guitar really out of tune, it doesn't sound good. But I believe in this season is if we can be intentional with the Lord and serious about what God is doing in our lives, he's going to be Continually tuning us to His standard in this season and recalibrating us, but the first key is we have to be held in the hands of the Lord and surrendered to Him. And so I did talk about surrender last week, but I do want to talk about surrender a bit more this week. And I, I think there is some—I believe there's something on this for um, the season and for the time that we are in with God. And I felt like the Lord said this. I believe God is bringing the church into a Damascus Road experience, revealing the raw power and the lordship of Jesus. I believe born-again Christians are going to have the visions for their lives, born-again. I'm not saying born-again Christians are going to be born-again. I'm going to say born-again Christians. I believe God is going to birth again the vision for their life. Um, And God is bringing a raw and real surrender devotion to to him like never before. Um, And so Acts chapter 9... I want to go into verses 1 to 9, so I want you guys to turn there with me now, and as you're watching me, it'd be great if you turn there. I want to dive in here today. Um, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation, so if you wanted to turn there um, on your, your phone Bibles, that would be awesome. So guys, in Acts chapter 9, a lot of us know the story about Paul on the road to Damascus, What's amazing here, guys, is Paul is recalibrated for the Lord's purposes on the road to Damascus. It's amazing. He's, he's a man who's calibrated for destruction, and the Lord calibrates him for destiny and purpose in one encounter with him. And I believe, again, this is what God is bringing the church into. But let's dive in here before I get carried away. It says here in verse 1, chapter 9, During those days, Saul, full of angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus. So he went to ask the high priest and requested a letter of authorization he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus, requesting their cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way, which I love that. That sounds so much cooler than being Christians, followers of the way. That's awesome. Saul wanted to capture all of the believers he found, both men and women, and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem. So he obtained the authorization and left for Damascus. Just outside the city, a brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded all around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a booming voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The men accompanying Saul were stunned and speechless, for they heard a heavenly voice, but could see no one. Saul replied, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, the victorious, the one who you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, or you'll be told what you are to do. Saul stood to his feet, and even though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. He was blind. So the men had to take him by the hand and lead him to Damascus. For three days, he didn't eat or drink, and he couldn't see a thing. Guys, what I love here is Paul was calibrated for destruction, but through one encounter with Jesus, he was recalibrated for the Lord's purposes, plans, and destiny over his life. Guys, I believe that Christians who were once calibrated to simply just follow Jesus and go to church and be a good Christian, I believe are being recalibrated for the Lord's purposes and plans and destiny on their life in this season. And I can't stress that enough, that there's such a big shift I believe the Lord is bringing to the church that no matter who you are, if you are a part of the church, if you are a follower of Christ, that means you are a disciple of Christ, that means you're meant to be completely surrendered. And I believe in this season, the Lord is reminding the church and recalibrating the church for the reason we're alive and for the purposes and the destiny He has for us, guys. I just feel like one day, guys, we are all going to get to heaven and realize the call that God had placed in our lives. And we are going to see if we were actually obedient to fulfill what Jesus has called in our lives or if we were distracted. I think there's a shift coming to the church right now of a lot of what we've had is, God, how can you fit into my life? God, how can you fit into my nine-to-five job, my family, and my career and a lot of us have our own plans for, the, for our lives. We have, you know, this is the career I have. This is my nine-to-five job. This is what I do with my kids on the weekend. This is how I love my wife and go on dates. And we have our lives planned out and mapped out. And I believe a lot of our view has been, God, how can, how can uh, I accommodate you into my life? But I believe God is shifting us from that into, God, how can I fit into your life? Because the reality is there is this entire other reality of the Lord, of the Holy Spirit, this life that Jesus has for us. He is the truth, He is the way, and He is the life. And there's a life that Jesus is living right now, victorious, glorious over every situation that He is calling us into. No longer trying to get Him to fit into our box of what our lives look like, but surrendering everything and coming into His life. Does that make sense? great. I have one, I have one audience member plus my dog's here today, guys. This is great. So Christians who were once calibrated for their lifestyle are going to be calibrated now into a season of risk, purpose, and destiny, and really stepping out with God to see great things happen through their life. Um, And guys, you know, Saul was blinded by Jesus in this encounter, but I believe a lot of us have been blinded by our own busyness, um, by our own thoughts of what life should be, our stresses, the things going on in our lives, we've been blinded and not realizing that every single person watching this, you are called by God to do something great. Guys, and while we're reopening, uh, there's a big reset that's happening and a lot of pastors and Christians have talked about the reset that's happening. You know, as we're reopening, there are a lot of questions. What does this new season look like? A lot of people, as they've had more time to reflect, are saying, what is my life, what is the goal for my life? What is the overarching theme and vision for my life? Who am I? To my core, who am I? What's my identity? And a lot of people are thinking about legacy. What impact will I make on the world? And when I leave this world, what, will, what is the change that I left? What is the, um, the footprint that I left on the earth? Guys, but I believe in this season, God is wanting to speed up the process that was going to take years for things to uh, be accomplished and for things to happen. God is speeding up those things in our lives to happen now in this season. But guys, surrender is a starting point for God to recalibrate your life. And um, surrender is really the doorway. It's the doorway for us to open and to be recalibrated by the Lord. You know, if I think about me playing guitar, you know when I am tuning my guitar, I can tune my guitar back to its proper sound because it's in my hands and a lot of us need to surrender our lives back into the hands of Jesus to be truly shaped and molded. So guys, I'm gonna try to keep going through your quick but I'm going to talk about surrender for a bit again. Hebrews 12:28 it says here, Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. Jesus is calling us to absolute surrender, to worship him in every area of our life. Again, to be recalibrated, we need to surrender not just part of our lives, but every area of our lives. As we only surrender certain things to him, the things that we are comfortable with, Those are the only things that are to be recalibrated. But as we surrender our entire life, God can truly recalibrate our lives because we are called to live a life of worship and surrender to him. So important. John 14, 6, it says here, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. Guys, Jesus is refining our focus to him and him alone, and if we say yes to Jesus in this season, he's going to open up divine opportunities to see his hand in our lives and through our lives. A really crazy story that I felt God put on my heart and reminded me of is actually uh, back in one of my internships, I remember there was this youth group who was doing um, this outreach thing, and they were staying overnight at the church where we were at, and The youth group, again, so they'd they'd come, do outreach, stay overnight, um, go and do outreach in the city, stay overnight again. And there was this one young girl there, a teenager, and she was, um, later we found out through this testimony, as she explained to us, but basically she was just kind of uh, forced there by her parents. Her parents said, hey, we want you to go. This is going to be good for you, good for your faith. You should go. And she was very upset about it because she was struggling with her faith. She didn't really want to be there, and she wasn't having a good time. And she, out of spite towards God, she said, you know, God, if you're real, um, I, want you to, to, I want you to have someone come up to me and say, Purple Dragon. And she said something so crazy and so out there because she's like, God, there's no way this is going to happen because she was that upset at the moment. The next morning, uh, as the young man was getting up, the Lord spoke to him and he felt really strongly the Holy Spirit was speaking to him. And he's like, And the Lord said to this young man, During your prayer time, I want you to go up into the group and say, Purple Dragon. And this young man, you know, he's talking with God. He's responding to God. God, this doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I don't want to do that. And all these things begin going through his mind. And I think for any of us, we can relate. We're like, you know, purple dragon. That's so weird. Like, what's going on? That cannot be God. But he goes up to the prayer group. And this girl is standing there as they're going to pray. And he just says, hey, guys, before we pray, so random. I felt like God wanted me to say purple dragon. Does that mean anything to anyone? This girl looks at him in complete shock and she says, you said what? And he says, purple dragon. And as he says this again, she begins to cry and weep and the power and the reality of Jesus and the reality of God in her life was proven in that moment. Guys, I believe God is wanting us to recalibrate us, not for everything to make sense and for us to always understand, but to really be about his purposes and to see big things happen in our lives and through our lives and realize that he wants to recalibrate us so we can know him more and know his love more, but also so that other people can have the chance to be recalibrated for his his purposes as well. Oh, I'm fired up, guys. I need to drink a water quick. Woo, okay. So guys, how do we recalibrate our lives? So... A better question is, how can we partner with Jesus and allow him to recalibrate our lives? So how can we create the most opportunity for Jesus to recalibrate our lives, and how can we partner with Jesus? Um, but guys, I want to go into, what we talked about this last week, but I want to go into Matthew 16, verses 24 to 25 here, guys. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life, and you must be willing to share my cross And experience it as your own, as you continually surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. Do you want me to pause? Okay. So guys, surrender is the doorway for recalibration. I said that before. So before I keep going, I want to clear one thing up. In Matthew 16 here, Jesus says, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and to sow in your own life. Guys, we need, in this season, guys, as we are being recalibrated, we need to realize that God has called us to this standard. Again, our scopes sometimes are over here. We're looking right of the target. But Jesus is saying, I want to bring your target back. You are called to completely reject and to sow in your own life. Your opinions, the good, bad, and ugly, your rights, everything. Your plans for your life. Now listen, maybe God is, you know, as we open our hands and say, God, we are going to reject and disown our own plans. God, what do you have? You know, there will probably be a lot of people where the Lord will give back those plans and say, actually, I am a part of those plans. I'm in those and I'm going to do amazing things in those things. But a lot of the time, we're going to give over and reject and disown our own lives. And Jesus is going to say, here is what your life is meant to look like. Something completely different. Maybe you're doing something completely different. Maybe you're going something, somewhere completely different. But God wants to launch you into your destiny. The second thing here, it says, be willing to follow Jesus even unto the point of death, guys. God is raising the standard. Again, our scope is over here. We're saying, God, I will try to spend a little bit more time during my week with you which as we think about that is really sad when Jesus is saying, I want you to surrender and be so close to me and so devoted to me that you would even die for me. And when you do that, no big deal because this is the standard I am calling you to. And the third thing Jesus says in experience, sorry, You must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own as you continually surrender to my ways, guys. We are called to do this continually and continually surrender to his ways. To continually say, Jesus, if my scope is off at all, if I am looking at the wrong place, if I am going the wrong direction, God, align me, recalibrate me for your reasons and for your purposes on my life. In Luke 17 verse 33 it says here all who are obsessed with being secure in life will lose it all including their lives but those who let go of their lives and surrender them to me will discover true life. Guys, we surrender and then we discover true life again, guys. We surrender to the Lord's hand and we say God tune me, tune me, tune me up, make me sound good again, God. Align me for your purposes. We say God If I'm the pellet gun, put me in your hands, recalibrate my scope. So we need to surrender to Jesus and then he's going to show us what true life is and the plans for our lives. Oh, thank you, Lord. So guys, if we are a servant, that means we are surrendered. If we're a disciple of Jesus, this is expected of us. And what a perfect time for us guys right now to recalibrate as life is resetting and we are reopening. You know, for me personally, guys, I I love self-development, personal development. And a lot of people... Or Katrina, I guess, has discovered over time that even with golf, I love golf. If you don't know, I love golf. But one of the reasons I love it is because it's a sport where you can self-develop so much in it, and there's so much discipline and developing in it. And guys, what I what I don't understand is people that want to come back into this season and be the exact same person you were before, and people that coming into this season, you you want to be on fire for God as much as you were before and it doesn't make sense to me guys. And this is not kingdom. God wants us to be continually surrendered to his ways and be continually transformed into the image of Jesus. And so guys, this is so important guys, as we are reopening and resetting that we are being, we are being recalibrated. So guys, I'm going to close off here. If you give me another few minutes here, I'm going to go into a little bit more of how to, how we can allow Jesus to, um, recalibrate our lives and so last week I had five keys for surrender um, and this week I have six keys so even better guys but guys if we look at the lives of the disciples you know the lives of the disciples we can see their lives being completely recalibrated by Jesus you know they have their own their own way of living they you know are ta- like there's tax collectors fishermen uh, men of many different trades men and women a very different many different trades but as they begin to follow Jesus, they completely reject and disown their own life. They leave their families. They leave their careers. They leave everything behind. They surrender to Jesus. And many of them did die for his purposes. Now, we live in Canada, so the chance of us dying for our faith is is very, very, very low. And I don't even know if that would ever even happen. But in other countries, people are still dying for Jesus. But guys, what we can see here is the disciples, as they surrender to Jesus and follow him, their lives are completely recalibrated. And the scope of what their life looked like was completely shaped and completely different. So, my question is, what does that look like in our lives in the context of what we're living in now? How do we do that? Uh, you can see Jesus, and this is powerful, guys, but as he surrenders, guys, Jesus is already calibrated, so he doesn't need to be recalibrated. Uh, but as, because he's calibrated, he. He surrenders and he he gives his life on the cross and because he surrendered for us and because he was calibrated for the Lord's purposes, he made a way for us to live in God's forgiveness, love, relationship, victory, power, grace, and his goodness daily. Because Jesus was calibrated for the Lord's purposes, he released the possibility for us to be recalibrated into God's presence and to live like him. So guys, I believe again, surrender is a process, you know, surrender is not the final goal, surrender is actually the starting point um, of our lives, it's, it's the starting point of our walk with God, it's not this one day I want to surrender to God, no, if you are a Christian or a disciple of Jesus, you are meant to surrender completely to Him. Um, so I want to go into the next verses of Acts chapter 9, verses 10 to 22, and so guys, I want you to, w- everybody wake up if you need to, stand up, do some jumping jacks, uh, we're just going to continue on here for a bit more. And it says here, guys, Paul and Ananias, this is a really powerful testimony. Both of them are recalibrated in this. But in Acts 9, um, chapter 9, verse 10, it says here, Living in Damascus was a believer named Ananias. I'm going to try to say that really slow because every time it's hard to say Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling his name Ananias. Yes, Lord, Ananias answered. I'm just laughing how much this is? his name is in all these verses here now. Um, but it says here in verse 2, The Lord said, Go at once to the street called Abundance, and look for a man from Tarsus named Saul. You will find him at Judah's house. While he was praying, he saw in a supernatural vision a man named Ananias coming to lay hands upon him to restore his sight. But Lord, Ananias replied, Many have told me about this terrible persecution of those in Jerusalem who are devoted to you. In fact, the high priest has authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. The Lord Yahweh answered him, Arise and go. I have chosen this man to be my special messenger. He will be brought before kings and before many nations and before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am and I will show him how much he is destined to suffer because of his passion for me. Ananias left and found the house where Saul was staying. He went inside and laid hands on him, saying, Saul, my brother... The Lord Jesus appeared, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me to pray for you so that you might see again and be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. All at once, the crusty substance that was over Saul's eyes disappeared, and he could see perfectly. Immediately, he got up and was baptized. After eating a meal, his strength returned. Verse 20, within the hour he was in the synagogues preaching about Jesus and proclaiming Jesus is the Son of God. Those who heard him were astonished, saying among themselves, Isn't this the Saul who furiously persecuted those in Jerusalem, who called on the name of Jesus? Didn't he come here with permission from the high priest to drag them off and take them as prisoners? Verse 22, Saul's power increased greatly as he became more and more proficient in proving that Jesus was the anointed Messiah. Saul remained there for several days with the disciples, even though it agitated the Jews of Damascus. You guys, this is crazy. We need to realize that Saul, he was, he was angry. He wanted to murder the disciples of Jesus. And Ananias, he knew this. He knew this about Saul at that time. He knew that Saul um, wanted to imprison and kill the Christians in Damascus. And yet the Lord calls upon him to pray for Saul and to see Saul restored. And there's so many powerful things here, but... Ananias is, is recalibrated out of fear into faith. Paul is recalibrated from destruction to destiny. So the six keys here, guys, I want to talk about here quick is, the first key is recognize. Recognize who you're talking with. God, that God is good, merciful, and he has the power for a miracle. So in our lives, guys, if we want to be recalibrated for the Lord's purposes, we need to surrender to him. And we need to be um, completely in his hands and yielded to him, guys. In verse 1, uh, right away, Ananias says, yes, Lord. And that, and Ananias, he actually recognizes, okay, you are God. You are Lord. He is recognizing who he's speaking to. him. So we need to recognize who God is, guys. That's the first key to surrender to be recalibrated. The second key uh, for surrender to be recalibrated is listen Again, Ananias did not challenge Jesus. He listened to God. Guys, Jesus is speaking, but are we actually listening? Another key inside of this is to pray and let go of anything that's hindering you from hearing God's voice. So Ananias, again, he did not question God. He sat there and he listened to the Lord and what he had to say. He listened to his instructions, even though he was afraid. The the third key I have here, which is new, I didn't have this last week, is respond. And guys, it's okay to be afraid and to be real with God. And Ananias, he never said, no, I'm not going to be obedient to you, God. But he was afraid. But Lord, Ananias replied, many have told me about his terrible persecution. He, he knows who Saul is. He knows how dangerous this man is to Christian people. But And so he responds. He's authentic. And so in this season, as God is recalibrating you, and as he's showing you new things, and if it's scary... Um, feel free to respond to God. That's really important that we open our hearts, we take time, and we respond to God. The fourth thing here, guys, is partner your faith with God's word. Ananias, guys, it says here, in verse 17, Ananias left. So he left not knowing, you know, he hasn't seen the miracle yet, but he partners his faith with God's word. He leaves towards the house, and he's obedient. That's the fifth key, is obedience. So one conversation, this is powerful, guys, but one conversation and one act of obedience raised up one of the most powerful leaders in the kingdom that has ever existed. Paul's writings inspired, convicted, and guided millions of Christians throughout history, guys. And I think sometimes we love to focus on how amazing, how amazing Paul is, but how amazing for Ananias to be obedient to the Lord, um, to fulfill the word that, that his, was spoken to Ananias, to see Paul set free into everything that God had for him, guys. In my mind and in my heart, I just want to think right now, You know, if we could be obedient on one word that God has spoken over our lives, what is the ripple effect? What could God do through you and me being obedient to one thing God has called us to? What could happen if every single Christian was obedient to the, the call that God has placed on their life? What impact will we make in the world? And how many of us are looking for more than just one conversation with God? When God does speak to us through his word and through his voice, how many of us are looking for more confirmations except for just, instead of just being obedient to the word, God has spoken to us? And six, guys, praise God when he brings the miracle and the breakthrough. Paul, right after, guys, he goes and he praises God. He's, he's preaching in the synagogues right after that. Within the hour, he's in the synagogues preaching and proclaiming about Jesus, that Jesus is the Son of God. So guys, the six keys for surrender so that we can be recalibrated is first, recognize. Second, listen. Third, respond. Be authentic with God. Fourth, partner your faith with God's word. Fifth, be obedient. And sixth, praise God when he brings the breakthrough. Guys, this brings priorities. This brings peace. This brings breakthrough for in our lives but also in the lives of others. This matures us as sons and daughters and allows us to be about the Father's will.